0: For a single soul Reaching up further And stepping in closer CG and to Welcome to Living Life. Uh, one of my favorite movies is the 1993 classic Groundhog Day. I know it's an old movie, and I'm revealing my age just a little bit, uh, but the premise of the movie is actually very simple. Uh, We have an angry, bitter man, and he's forced to relive the same day over and over and over and over again. No matter what happens on that day, uh, whether it's a good day or it's a bad day, or even if he dies on that day, he wakes up up again to the same day, uh, to the same song on the radio, to relive that day. Uh, Eventually, this curse or this blessing, whatever you want to call it, uh, finally gets broken when after this whole really long, prolonged process, uh, that the man actually turns out to be a really good-hearted and kind man. Uh, But imagine if you lived the same day over and over and over again, and instead of improving yourself or instead of learning from your mistakes, uh, you did the literal same thing over and over and over and over again. Uh, Every day was just a repeat of the day before. Now think about it, how wasteful and how sad that would be. Today we're beginning a new chapter in the book of Judges. And though by now the Israelites already had suffered greatly because of the sins that they have committed, uh, we see that not only do they refuse to learn from their mistakes, that it actually gets worse. Now let's see how that's possible as we read today's passage together.
1: Judges chapter 9, verses 1 through 15. Abimelech, son of Jerubbaal, went to his mother's brothers in Shechem and said to them and to all his mother's clan, Ask all the citizens of Shechem, which is better for you? To have all 70 of Jerubbaal's sons rule over you or just one man, remember, I am your flesh and blood. When the brothers repeated all this to the citizens of Shechem, they were inclined to follow Abimelech, for they said he is related to us. They gave him 70 shekels of silver from the temple of baal Berith, and Abimelech used it to hire reckless scoundrels who became his followers. He went to his father's home in Ophrah, and on one stone murdered his 70 brothers the sons of Jerubbaal but Jotham the youngest son of Jerubbaal escaped by hiding then all the citizens of Shechem and Beth Milo gathered beside the great tree at the pillar in Shechem to crown Abimelech king when Jotham was told about this he climbed up on the top of Mount Gerizim and shouted to them listen to me citizens of Shechem so that God may listen to you One day the trees went out to anoint a king for themselves. They said to the olive tree, Be our king. But the olive tree answered, Should I give up my oil, by which both gods and humans are honored, to hold sway over the trees? Next the trees said to the fig tree, Come and be our king. But the fig tree replied, Should I give up my fruit so good and sweet to hold sway over the trees? Then the trees said to the vine, Come and be our king. But the vine answered, Should I give up my wine which cheers both gods and humans to hold sway over the trees? Finally, all the trees said to the thornbush, Come and be our king. The thornbush said to the trees, If you really want to anoint me king over you, come and take refuge in my shade. But if not, then let fire come out of the thornbush and consume the cedars of Lebanon.
0: There's this pattern, this cycle that we see in the book of Judges. Uh, The people of God, they become unfaithful to Yahweh God and they rebel. They end up turning to idols. And soon, because of their sin, uh, they fall into the hands of the enemy. And a foreign enemy comes and takes over and rules them. And after some time of suffering, uh, they finally cry out to God again. And God hears their prayers and God sends them a deliverer, a judge, this uh, warrior priest type, uh, to lead and save them. And though there is peace in this land after this judge comes, uh, ultimately it doesn't last. And the people rebel against God once more. Uh, We see in chapter 9, however, that the situation has gone a lot worse than the beginning. It's actually the first time that the enemy is not a foreign oppressor per se, uh, but the enemy comes from within. And it reveals that the people of God, all of them, they have actually strayed even further from God than before. We're actually told at the end of chapter 8, during Gideon's rule as judge, that the, begin, that the people of God, they begin to worship this, this foreign idol called Baal Berith, uh, which actually literally translates to the Lord of the Covenant. And they forget about Yahweh God, the one true God. You know, they don't remember that God has saved them, that God has continued to save them, and they just kind of forgot about God, and they go to idols instead. And then today's passage, we're introduced to a son of Gideon, this man named Abimelech. And even though Gideon, this judge, had refused the kingship of Israel, uh, ironically, Abimelech's name means son of the king. And Abimelech was a son of a concubine from this land called Shechem. And he was actually the last in line of his brothers uh, to be able to take over his father's place. He was 70th of 70 brothers. uh, But he had great ambition. Enough so to actually go to his mother's people, the Shechemites, uh, to curry favor with them and to also commit the murder of all his brothers. Uh, He ends up killing every one of his half-brothers, everyone except for one. With one stone, actually. Uh, we finally hear that Jotham, the youngest, he manages to run away. Uh, but that's how much Abimelech wanted to be king. He was, uh, he was willing to commit the murder of all his half-brothers. You know, we read this story, and it's very easy for us to recognize the evil that Abimelech has. Uh, he kills all his half-brothers with one stone. He goes against God's mandate. And without God's blessing, he goes and tries to be king. Uh, but we also see the sins of the people of Israel, the people who have forgot that God has saved them, that God had raised up judges before to deliver them, and God had provided peace in the land, God of the true covenant, and yet people have forgotten who God was and they turn to this foreign idol, this Baal Bereth. You know, it's easy for us to look for God uh, when we are, find ourselves in times of trouble. When we have no other possible answer, it's actually very easy for us to cry out to God. It's a very typical trope that we find in the Bible, we find in our lives as well. Uh, when people suffer, when people are, find themselves in pain, you know, we cry out to God. But the question that today's passage is asking is, is that do we seek God when there is no pain, when there is no suffering, when there seems to be some relative peace or even success? You know, when life gives you success one after another and the world is seemingly providing us one joy and wealth and health and pleasures, do we still seek God in those moments? You know, that's the danger that we often fall as God's people. We forget who God is. You know, we know who God is, but we purposely, we willingly forget who God is. We forget all that he has done for us. When we first meet God, when we first experience His love, it's so amazing. We just bask in that glory, that love, and everything. And when we feel that He blesses us more than we deserve, we're just so happy. And when He saves us from trouble, we turn to Him right away. We worship Him. We remember Him. But then, time passes, and we too forget and that's the essence of Israelite sin. They took God's grace and favor for granted and they continued to forget who he was, literally sometimes forget. And today's passage is a warning that we can't fall into the same trap. We must always remember who God is. That The same God who walked with us in our pain and suffering that delivered us from all of that is the same God that walks with us when life is perfect and good. And to forget him, would be one of our greatest sins. And when we do so, we turn like Abimelech. Uh, We end up having a false sense of security. You know, everything Abimelech is doing is totally wrong. And yet, he's still king. He's named ruler. He has an army and followers. He's killed 68 of his potential rivals. What can go wrong, right? Everything seems perfect. Yet, all of us know that this cannot last unless God allows it. You know, we read in James chapter 4, verse 15, if it is God's will, we will live and do this or that, but only if it is God's will. You know, I pray that everyone here today or worshiping with us right here, that when you find yourself in trouble, whether it's spiritual, physical, mental, whatever it may be, that you seek God and you turn to him. But also, if you find yourself in perfect harmony with life, that everything is going well, I also pray that you are seeking God even more in those moments. Let us never fall into the danger of thinking that we are okay on our own, or we too could end up like Abimelech or the people of God in today's passage. Today's passage ends with a parable told by the last surviving brother, Jotham. It says that the trees wanted a king. Uh, So they went first to the olive tree, then the fig tree, and then the vine, all very strong and powerful and important trees uh, to become their king. But they all refused. They all refused. Lastly, the trees, they go to the thorn bush. And in the passage, we read that the thorn bush says to the trees, if you really want to anoint me king over you, come and take refuge in my shade. But if not, let, uh, then let fire come out of the thorn bush and consume the cedars of Lebanon. Now, logically speaking, can you take refuge in the shade of a thorn bush? Of course not. There actually is no shade. And the moment you stand actually next to it, you're going to be pricked by the thorns. You know, everything that the thorn bush says is terrible and illogical, and yet the trees still went and foolishly asked the thorn bush to be their king. You know, when we forget who God is, we become the most foolish. And though in those moments we might not recognize it, from the outside, we too are like the trees asking the thorn bush to rule over us. It is super foolish for us to seek anything else besides God. It is extra foolish when we refuse to seek God in any moment of our lives, and we allow the situations of our lives to dictate the way that we live. So, today, as we remember this parable, let us not be like these foolish trees and let us only seek God and only seek Him over everything else in this world. Let us all pray. Dear Lord, we thank you for giving us today's passage and for just loving us every day. We pray, Lord, Father God, that in all that we do, in the good, the bad, the mundane, whatever it may be, that we seek only You, Lord. Let us not be foolish like these trees in today's story. Let us not be foolish like Abimelech or the people of Israel. And let us only seek you and trust in you, Lord. We pray all this in Jesus' name, amen.